Jones. Looking, steps, throws to the end zone. Welcome to Ray's The Roof in Arkansas Podcast. Back here with your hosts, Braden and Hayden. We've been slacking a little bit on football, so we have two games to talk about. Victory over Auburn and a loss to Liberty in the last couple of matchups. Yeah, and so this is unfortunately still an unranked Arkansas, and which this week goes into an incredibly tough matchup versus LSU. And Arkansas got one monkey off the back, beating Auburn, right? Something they hadn't done since 2015. But then, you know, there's another monkey, an old monkey, I guess, that you, you can call it, and not winning not winning non-conference games. And uh, Liberty's a good team, but... First it, yeah. time under Pittman. Yeah. Yep, Pittman was undefeated. I we had talked about this on the podcast. Pittman was undefeated against a non-conference, and then there's this loss to Liberty. And uh, it is Arkansas really needs a couple wins to change the trajectory of the season. Um, after that, because um, five and four right now, which so they did their job, Braden. Right? They they beat BYU and then they beat Auburn. Those are games that you need to win after the skid. You would you had won on on the season every game that you were supposed to besides probably the A and M game right. I don't know. We weren't well, favored in the Miss State. We weren't favored in the Bama. The Miss State game was also coming off those two losses, which That's probably true. skewed the odds. Right. But I mean, again, when you play at or the game after you play Bama is probably your most vulnerable game of the season because you know that you're usually worn down and to hurt. Yeah. No, that's true, and so that's what we, honestly, you and I should hope tomorrow with LSU that they do the exact same thing, that they're worn down. Um, but, yeah, it's... Also didn't yeah. have KJ in the mistake game. That's right, we didn't have KJ. Um, it wasn't Malik's fault entirely. The defense looked a little depleted. They weren't... There was yeah, the yeah, defense was not very They didn't get a hand to Will Rogers. They never and got... Just not executing in the red zone either. No, yeah. no, they couldn't pick it, right? Sweet. Remember, they had three drop picks. Yeah, I mean, well, I'm a, I was talking about the offense. They had way too many yards yeah. to only come away with 17 points. Right, right. They had close to 300 rushing yards that game, and, and somehow you only come away with 17 points. Well, and with these two games that we're going to talk about, because that reminds me of the mistake, we started down 21 0. Auburn, I think we started with. No, we were losing 3-0, right? But right. it was a slow... Yeah, it was a slower start for Auburn because the the turnover by Hazelwood. And then Liberty was, a, you know, a 21-0 start. And so these slow starts versus Alabama, Miss State, Liberty, Missouri State, they have got to stop, and especially at home. Um, I think it's a theme you and I will talk about, but it is incredibly disappointing when you, you haven't played a game in Fayetteville since October first, yeah, over a month. You can't start down twenty-one zero, right? Yeah. That was probably the worst opening drive of the season, too. Oh yeah. gosh, three yards on like three runs. Yeah, you're right. There was. Oh no, he threw a pass on third down. KJ did, and it oh, was yeah. the he like lobbed on it third and eight. 
it was the worst opening drive I think you and I had seen all season. Um, and that's saying a lot because this was, team is not known for their opening yeah, drives. Well, in the Auburn game, uh, Hazelwood or whoever was in the backfield didn't make a block, and KJ lost six or seven yards in the first play versus Auburn. He basically gets sacked. Um, and so I don't know what they're missing, what personnel, like what is not being communicated because you have to be ready to start a football game. And if it's not on the road, then you have to at home. And uh, Arkansas, if, if they want to, Braden, if they, have, if they want to finish strong, they cannot get off to 21-0 deficits, right? This has got to be a team that has to play for four quarters. We still haven't seen them play four quarters, I feel like, Braden. Like, besides BYU, maybe? Yeah, BYU was a pretty good all-around game, probably the best offensive game of the season. Where did 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 feel like that, but it it the offense, you know, I, the the AM game, right? We felt really good for the first quarter, and then the second quarter after that, you know, Cage's mistake. Um, but it just feels like they haven't played their best game of football yet. So I'm I'm still optimistic, even despite because I they haven't played four quarters, but maybe one game. So um, I think their best game that they're capable of is still to come. So, we'll see. Yeah, Auburn was probably their second best performance of the yeah. season after BYU. So, you have BYU and Auburn back-to-back, your two best performances on offense of the season. And then you come up with a dud half to start with Liberty. Yeah, but yeah. I think probably go into Auburn first. Yeah. So, I mean, it was, what, 41 Forty-one twenty-seven final, and it should have been a little less because Auburn scored with like one second. second. They scored with one second. One, yeah, so it, it was really forty-one yeah. twenty. Yeah. yeah. So that's a really good scoreline, and that is again that is one that Arkansas fans are just so happy to see end because Braden, I don't know what is what's the worst. Do you say you prefer to lose to Auburn and then beat Liberty, or do you prefer to the vice versa? You know? I think you need the conference win. I, I agree. Also, yeah. Liberty is a much better team. So, I mean, they, well, that seems, loss hurts. Yeah. Liberty that loss hurts a lot less. Yeah. I mean, at least if you're looking from the vantage point of the AP poll and the playoff rankings, Liberty is a lot higher on those polls than Auburn. It's just because Auburn has more talent technically, but you're right, they've had so much – bad stuff in their program that they you couldn't lose to Auburn this year like that that really to me like the worst team then we're the worst team in the west you know because A&M has their win over us that our only win is South season. Carolina it, yeah that was a season it, that would have been a season derailing loss so you're at least two wins in the SEC A&M only has one so you're still winning or not winning the west but you're not in last in the west at least and Hopefully A&M keeps losing so that stays the same. But if Arkansas could just get one more, maybe two, find themselves in the bowl game. But that Auburn game, they, that was just a streak they needed to snap. They, they just so desperately, and KJ played well. Rocket had a great game. It, it was a good overall performance. And then it was a competitive first at 7-13, one and a half. Mm. But then you score 21 straight coming out of halftime. Right. And really bust the game open and go up 25. Yeah. Yeah. No, they, they, I, I think at 
at the end of the first half, Pittman was like really upset that they were 17 13. Yeah, they was like, this should not be this close. Auburn got a field goal at the end of the first half. They right? missed yeah. a field goal on the opening drive of the second yeah. half. That would have cut the game down to one. Mr. Anders, Anders Carlson, mm-hmm. the brother. Well, <laughs> um, I think one thing with this team, I think they're very, they feed off the energy of the crowd a lot. And sometimes you need that big play to spark the crowd. So when you don't get that big play, I think that was part of, part of the reason that Liberty was so dead for the first half. Or yeah. the performance versus Liberty. What the biggest game was the, the way they started yeah. that game kind of killed the crowd right off the bat. And then they just didn't recover. And the crowd started getting more into it at the end of that first half. Then you had the unfortunate pick, which really wasn't KJ's fault. Yeah, that was it after, I mean, with after the with the, the Liberty game, yeah, there was no there was no emotion the first four or five drives because I think he lobbed one pass and Landers caught it like on a dude's back basically, but that was the only play. And then, yeah, that final drive, maybe second to last drive, excuse me, of the first half. And, yeah, it was picked in the end zone. And so, and then the field goal was still good, but it – Cam Little, thank goodness he made that, Braden, because if he missed that, that there, there would have been boos. And I, I, there was some boos already, but I, if he missed that, there would have been louder boos. And I, they weren't be booing him; they'd be booing the Razorbacks. So, thank goodness Cam made that kick. Um, but yeah, going back to the Auburn game, uh, one of the best plays I've seen KJ maybe besides that B, crazy BYU play, Braden was the his third down play in the first half. I think it was, you know, 7-3 or whatever it was. We had like a third and nine, third and ten. KJ goes right up the pocket, um, and he stiff arms a dude right to the ground. Stiffs arm him to the ground, um, goes 15 yards and scores a touchdown. Um, great running, great rush. He just plowed over a dude and scored, scored a touchdown. It was one of those fantastic KJ plays where we were like, okay, we see what you're made of, KJ. We see we see what the hype is about. We see why you can be one of the best in the SEC. I can see that. Really? And then he did the Superman. He did the Superman like Cam Newton. <laughs> yeah. Right at the, the Cam Newton in Auburn. Yep. But going back to his performance against Auburn, his highest QBR of the season in that game, second highest was BYU the week before. Yeah. It looked like the offense was really going to get on track right there. Yeah, those two really good performances in a row. Yeah, yeah. Also, Rocket Sanders' two best games of the season. Right. Rocket so, was outstanding. He had, he said it looked like Dave Neal on the call when he broke away. He didn't score, but he's like, looks like Darren McFadden. And yeah, it was about a 67-yarder. Yeah. Down to like 15. Yeah. Uh, we've been, I mean, we I've talked about it before that when you see a good Arkansas offense, it's when they're getting those big breakaway runs. Yeah, and that's the thing. Last year, I don't know if there was as many of those. Besides, we haven't seen that many of them since yeah. the Alex Collins days. Yeah, and last year there was more deep passes, and this year there's not many like fifty-yard touchdowns. Like I don't think I've seen many at all, Braden. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. Part of that might be Traylon not being here. Yeah. Yeah, and absolutely. 
Because I remember last year, KJ had the highest rating on deep balls. So, I mean, you would expect to see that implemented in the offense a little bit more. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't even – they didn't overuse it last year, which is part of the reason his rating was so high. Because they were very selective with when they went deep. But, you, yeah, you would think you'd see a lot more of those. At least, up like, shots. Yeah, that's why I'm wondering. And, and uh, maybe they took a few – I think they took a few shots in the Auburn game, but it wasn't, like, anything crazy. Um, I think Warren Thompson had a longer catch, if I remember right. But, um, yeah, it's just it, – that, that's the weird different dynamic is, yeah, it's been bigger rushing plays this season and not as – Big, big time, um, long bombs of throws. So, you know, but it's a different team. Um, and still, they, again, they got the win at Auburn. Um, that, and it was, you know, another thing we've talked about, Brayden, how good the team has been on third downs. Not every game, but with the last few. And in the Auburn game, KJ had a touchdown. In the second half, KJ threw a touchdown, slant route to Jaden Hazelwood on the third down, perfect touchdown. So whenever your your offense is scoring touchdowns on third downs, third and longs, it's, it's a good sign that they have trust. The offensive line is protecting, right, because third and longs, you blitz generally, um, or you can blitz. So, um, yeah, there was good things about the Auburn game. I thought I was really happy watching that game. I mean, once you – Go up 25, they just kind of put on cruise control from there for the rest of the fourth. Right. Yeah, I mean, it was... Auburn clearly was like... Robbie Ashford, their quarterback, is not necessarily a good passer, but he's a good runner, and that's what they had. But besides that, um, you and I know Auburn is capable. Like, their location in Alabama, they're right... They border Georgia. They're capable of... You know, having some of the best talent, and this it's just weird for me to see like their you know team kind of be deflated. You know, a bunch of transfers. Um, well, they've been kind yeah. of up and down for the last like while now. Well, it's they'll like, have a really really good team, and then the next year be like middle of the pack SEC, and then they can come back the very next year and just be back in the top ten of the rankings. They're it has been real inconsistent, I'd say, over like the last like 10 or so years. Yes, but they've been one of the more prevalent SEC that has at least rise to the top. They've beaten Alabama, you know, I think they beat them, you know, the the crazy Chris Davis one. They beat them in, I think, 2015, and then they beat them in 2018. So they beat Alabama. They made it to an SEC championship game somewhere in there. They made it to Natty one year in law. So they, they won a Natty yeah. with Cam Newton. Right, in 2010, and then made it in 2013, but lost to Florida State. Yeah, so it's weird for me to see Auburn not, like, this is the lowest of the low, probably since the year after Cam. Like, they had a really bad year after that, and Gene Chizik got fired. But, and then Brian Harson. that's the thing we can also talk about. After the game, uh, the following Monday, after Arkansas beats Auburn, Brian Harson gets fired. And Auburn is still reaching out for their coach. So you could see the fans still showed up for the Arkansas-Auburn game, but it was, uh, yeah, their energy was not there. And they've got potential, like I said, Robbie Ashford. And you and I know Tank Bixby's a pretty good back. So, yeah. 
the one thing Auburn was a bad matchup with Arkansas. Yeah. Because their strength is their running game. And Arkansas, we as we know, has got a pretty weak secondary. So, I mean, that's how most teams have taken Arkansas's defense apart is passing. So when you don't really have that passing game, that's when it become that's when you fall in Arkansas's hands. Right. Because they have a good we have a good front seven, good linebackers, good D linemen. It's just the secondary that's kind of been the weekend of the defense. And it was uh, um, Tank had one long run for a touchdown, like 40-yard run. And other than that, I think they were pretty good. Um, yeah, it didn't seem like they were giving up too much at a time for the most part. Right. But then, like I said, this was Rockets' second-best game of the year, statistically, coming after the BYU game. Yeah. He is the second straight game averaging over 10 yards a carry. Yeah, we, and we didn't just see just Rocket, right, Braden? We saw, like, six different backs, you know, because they, they put in some at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. We had seven different players carry the ball. And it's unfortunate one of them was not Dominic Johnson. It's his season is done with an ACL injury. We may not see him in a Razorback uniform again. If he transfers, I don't know. But that's a shame because he was our number one by the end of last year, and I kind of gutted for him, Braden. They started the year hurt, now he's ending the year hurt. Mm-hmm. That's a tough season, but... But he did, he, he, got the, he got the injury in the bowl game versus Penn State. That's what's also hard, it was in a bowl game. Um, which, it was a good bowl game, he should be playing. Uh, it just hurts. That, you know, ACL injuries are just serious. Yeah, especially when your whole career is based on running. Yeah. But going back to the running backs, we had seven different guys carry the ball. James Joyner, a freshman, got his first his first three carries of the year. Three carries, nine yards, Little Rock native. Dubinion had like a nice touchdown, right? Oh, um, like he had a n- nice two touchdowns. One of them was like a he took it like in the wildcat shotgun start. He um, KJ went to the right, and yeah. Uh, Rashad Duvinian took it in. He only had five carries for 11 yards, but he had two touchdowns. <laughs> That'd so, be nice for fantasy. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I guess he was kind of the uh, short down bat mm-hmm. in the game. But, yeah, Rocket Sanders, 16 carries, 171 yards, 10.7 yards a carry. And he had that long of 76 yards. Oof. I mean, I think that was yards, average, both second best behind BYU. So, yeah, he had a re- fantastic game. Fantastic two-game stretch right there for him. And then it ended. Yep. And then I guess we can start going more into Liberty now. Yeah. But, like, I'll say, though, that Auburn one was huge. Everybody... Creates belief, you know, you're on a two-game. Arkansas, when, people are thinking related to the last year. You lose three in a row, you win the first two, um, and Arkansas is playing. Yeah, it's like last year. You, yeah. you have your tough skid, now you're back to winning it. This is what it kind of looked like. It was like, you had your tough skid, you had your A&M rivalry game, you had Bama, and then you had your after-Bama kind of meltdown. <laughs> yeah. And then it was like, 
And then you come out with your two best performances of the season on offense against BYU and Auburn. And it, I mean, it looks like the everything is headed up at that point. Right. No, it does. And uh, But then like we talked about before, I think it was just really bad start against Liberty. The crowd kind of got out of it really quick. And then and I, the, it just the team doesn't get into it when the crowd's not going. The defense made, I think, the first two stops, right? Liberty didn't score in the first two possessions, too. So the problem was, uh, yeah, Arkansas got the ball to start, and I think Liberty won the toss, unfortunately. Arkansas probably would have deferred. Um, but, right, then we stopped them in the first two possessions. First three. First three possessions. But because every time we stopped them, Arkansas would go three and out maybe, but one time got Arkansas a first had down. two three and outs in the first three. three possessions. Yeah, and that's unacceptable. Our defense has no – has because they were moving it a little bit. They got a few first downs, so they are making our defense tired. And then our offense has nothing to help our defense out. Like, you know, you go three and out back to back, our defense has to come back. I, yeah. The first yeah. drive, they got a t- whole total of two yards. Mm-hmm. The third drive, it's only got negative one yards. Unacceptable. So, yeah, two really bad drives Yeah, in the, early in the game. Yeah, I mean, that's just not that's not a winning recipe. You cannot just – you're Arkansas. This is SEC. You shouldn't be going three and out three in a row. And then the third mm-hmm. drive, you have 35 total yards. But you had a 36-yard play to Matt Landers in there, so yeah, that was Cage's first like good completion, and it was underthrown actually. But maybe we wouldn't even say great. Landers made a great catch. Yeah, but yeah, you take out that one play, and that's another negative drive. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, your first three drives, you have one big play, and other. If you take out the one big play, you have two negative drives in a row. That's, yeah, this is not how you win. That's football. not a winning recipe at all. It is not, and it, it's, it's not just frustrating to me, Brayden, but it, I know it is to you too. Like you know, this team is not built where they should be going three and out, right? The offense, right after Auburn and BYU, the offense was what was getting praised, not the defense. We were supposed to be having one of the best offenses in the country. Yeah, like we were just mm-hmm. talking about, you had your two best offensive performances of the season. In your two games previous to this, so no one was expecting them to come out and just lay an egg. Yeah, right, and that's a perfect way to say it. They laid an egg, and yeah, yeah. almost a whole goose egg in the first half. Yeah, they got they got super fortunate. I mean, it was frustrating too because Liberty scored on their third touchdown. McLaughlin didn't turn around, and it was on a third down play, and it was like. 17-0, you know, we did versus Missouri State, we came back. McLaughlin doesn't turn around, they catch it in the corner of the end zone, and you're like, oh gosh, oh gosh, are you kidding me? And then, the end of the first half. Yeah, it was with under a minute to go before the half, too. Yeah, and then Arkansas gets away with, I don't remember what Liberty's penalty was, Braden, if they got called for a face mask to set Cam up for the field goal, but they, Arkansas got fortunate to get three like they were looking like they were gonna have to throw a Hail Mary and then they got like a 15 yard penalty and it says it just says personal foul on here yeah I, I think, think it was a face mask yep and uh and then that put them into Kim Little's range made a 50 yarder and good for Cam Braden right because 
Ever since that AM, he made he made a 50 yarder versus Miss State. He made a 50 yarder this game. He made his kicks versus Auburn. Has he missed since he, that Miss I don't think he's missed since the AM game. Maybe. No, Bama, he didn't miss. I mean, Cam's a good kicker. That was just one unfortunate time yeah, kick. I know. Was, I'm happy, and I'm, I'm I'm happy for him. But that was. I mean, I never lost confidence no. in Cam even after that kick. No. But yeah, it's just. A, I mean, the first quarter wasn't all bad. You hold them scoreless until the last. It said 17 seconds. It was when they got their touchdown. 17 seconds left in the first quarter. Right. And then you give up. Two in the second quarter, one at the very end of that quarter as well. Yeah. Yep. And then, like we touched on earlier, you have that drive, the very promising drive. A.J. Green gets a couple big plays, and you have the deep ball to Trey Knox off his hands. Yeah, off Trey's hands, and uh, it's picked off. They review it, and it's, yeah, it's picked off, and it was like, oh, gosh. No, no, please don't, no. And that, that that was the feeling, and it was just like, you know that you have those, Braden, right, where you like, it. something happens in football, it's a fumble, an interception, uh, a penalty, I don't know, and you're just like, please don't be the way my eyes thought, I, what I just saw, right? You think, you were yeah. hoping your eyes were deceiving you. You were in a like, you, moment of disbelief. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's definitely how that felt. It was like, there's no way. Like there's no way we're doing so good. There's no way that just happened. Right, right. And but, if, if if we score there, I think it's completely different. Yeah. And then yeah. next thing, I, next thing I know, Liberty's snapping the ball at the twenty-five, or the twenty twenty-five. Twenty. Or twenty. That's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. It was like I guess it was real. Yeah. You didn't wake up from that nightmare. <laughs> yeah, and that was the hard part too. Was that those two rushing plays were like the first two great rushing plays and. Yeah, because it was, yeah. we haven't talked, I don't think, really hit on it yet, how rough the rough rushing game was in that first half. The, the worst rushing game of the season, it was even worse than the Alabama game. This is only the second time, including the Alabama game, where you don't get 200 rushing yards for an Arkansas, Arkansas offense. <laughs> That's our specialty, and part of that was overall in the game. I don't know what the first half totals was, but there was 14 tackles on the lot for the loss on the game. So the first half, right, we kept having third and 14, sorry, Braden, because we'd lose two, three, four yards on first or second down on these runs. Rocket Sanders would get tackled in the backfield. We're supposed to have a veteran O-line. Why is that happening, you know? It, that, that was... For the game, Mark's only averaged three and a half yards per carry. Probably less than that in the first half because you did have a few good runs in the second half that probably boosted you up over three. And I, I, looking back on it, Brayden, I can't say that this is all rocket. I think the O line really struggled. There's think, no way it was yeah. all rocket. You can't drop yeah. off that dramatically just because of your one player. Yeah, right. There was no holes for him, Brayden. No, there's no holes for him or KJ. KJ had his worst rushing performance of the season, too. He only had. 35 yards on 16 carries. Probably the most sacks he's taken all year. He just... He didn't have gaps to escape into. Yeah. Yeah, no. And it, 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 it... That's what was so shocking is that 
this the thing of Arkansas football you can rely on this team this year. It's not the defense. You may not even say KJ or the thing I you trust the most is that O line, and it was not evident versus Liberty, and it was just terrible timing, just terrible because you can have that bad display versus Bama or Georgia last year and get wrecked. That's okay, but versus Liberty, versus Liberty, when you still have three important games after that, it's just. It's just, it's not good timing, so. Also, yeah. another thing we kind of just didn't brush over was that KJ played this game without practicing all week, or without throwing at least. Yeah, we, I think mean, you and I knew there was a possibility that he wouldn't be starting, that Malik got reps in practice, and KJ, maybe why the first few drives look so bad for him is just he. That's what yeah, I was saying, I yeah. think. He was just rusty in that first half. A lot of his throws were underthrown or thrown behind the receiver, just a little off target. His timing wasn't synced up completely with his receivers. Right. For a lot of that first half. But no, that's right. I didn't think he looked too bad in the at least in the fourth quarter. The fourth quarter he was good. He came back. He he had a valiant I mean a really valiant effort. Not just him, the Arkansas receivers did incredible. Really, they should have been in overtime because Pylon Cam said he was in on that two-point conversion. Yeah. Um, It's another thing this game. Now in 21-0, you come back, you have one play to go to overtime. The two-point conversion on the touchdown with less than a minute left, right? Yeah. Well, I think it was around 16 seconds left when you scored that touchdown. Oh, no, no, no. no. There was a minute left. Oh, no, there was a minute. Yeah. Minutes in. Because we had the onside kick. Which, if we get, I'm convinced we would have got a game-winning field goal. But um, we didn't get it. Yeah, didn't quite get the sneak attack this time. And Ethan Bates didn't kick it. Cam kicked it. Mm-hmm. Right to... It just there. didn't It didn't, It didn't. didn't bounce a second time like it needed to, right, Braden? It, he caught it before it bounced that second yeah. time in the air. He just kind of had to fall on it. It was no... It didn't give him a bad hop or anything. It didn't give him any, any tricks. Yep. But, you're right, so the second half, it still takes a while, right? Um, now you have a punt, a turnover on downs, and then the first play pick of the third drive. Yeah. So yeah, you still go three drives before you get um, into the end zone. Funny enough, though, first play of Arkansas's third drive, they throw a pick. First play of Liberty's next try, they throw a pick. It wasn't even a bad pass either. Matt Quincy yeah. McAdoo. Yeah, that's Woo! another guy we have to talk about. Quincy McAdoo, a former yeah. four-star wide receiver who's been out there trend, or moved into the secondary a few weeks about practice. Yeah. And I think he was in the – I don't know if it was all defensive players or if it was just defensive backs, but he was in the – I think the top ten – on the pro football focus like rating system. I think he was just defensive backs. I think he was like number seven in all of college football. He had an outstanding game break. I mean he blocked the punt too, right? He had the three biggest plays on defense in the game. Right, he had that break. He had the pick, he had the touchdown breakup and the blocked punt. Yeah. Yep. He was incredible and that, and he's not even—he yeah. wasn't even a defensive player that, to start the year. I know, and that—that's 
sacrificing for this team. I'm curious, Braden, if they're going to make if they're going to. I don't remember the rule for redshirting. You know where you can only play a few games. To, four games. Okay. It's to play four games or less. Okay. So I'm wondering what he's at. If that was his second or not, because they definitely need him here on out. I mean, they they do. Oh yeah, that that was a star-making performance right there. I mean that pick. I mean he snatched that thing. That's that wide receiver training. <laughs> some guys, some guys that are used to defense don't catch that ball. I don't. I'm. I think he could have a great game versus LSU. Right now, I do. I'm not entirely sure on that, but. But yeah, I mean, I'm I'm ex proud of Arkansas for coming back. I, I think people in that stadium. A lot of us did believe they were going to come back. Like it's just too hard in my head to believe it was going to be twenty-one-five for the rest of the game. It just did not. Mm-hmm. I, I said the second half was going to be better based on the end of the first half. I was think I told you, and when. In our other roommate, I mm-hmm. told both of y'all that not to like worry just yet. Cause I was like, we put together a good couple drives to end the first half, so we're gonna. I was similar to the Missouri State game. You get some momentum going at the end of the first half, then you bring that into the second half. They just didn't quite start the second half as quickly as they needed to. One no. one more drive, and they would have had it. No. Yep. Yep. Well, really, they should have had it anyways, because, like I said, he was in. If you look at the pylon cam. Yeah. Well, forced overtime, then it's all up in the air from there. I. But I, I believe Arkansas yeah, won. Yeah. Goes overtime. Yeah, Arkansas is gonna win most likely. Um, You're at home. You have the momentum. You just came back from down twenty-one earlier in the game. Yeah, and you sc- again. That 16 points is not... It's not 14. It's 16. And a two-point conversion... They had a safety in yeah. there. Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah, they, they made a 21-5. Yeah, and then Arkansas doesn't even score again until midway through the fourth quarter. So it was like... It was getting there, Braden, where it was like, come on, come on, score. You know, you don't mm-hmm. got time to... Um, but they find, I think they screwed through that out route to Trey Knox. Um, Trey scored, and then Rocket did a little wildcat. Took it in. And then you got the two. You yeah. And then we had to stop them. You remember they were gonna go for it on the fourth and one. They kept. They, remember we thought they were gonna go for it on that fourth and one, yeah, and they, they called the just, timeout. They were just yeah. hard count trying to get the free yards. I think we got to stop on second and one, a third and one, and then I think we would have on fourth. The Brian, I think you and I have to say the defense did very good this game. Mm-hmm. That was a, one reason I said during the game as well is that we did better in the second half because they were winning, so they were running a lot more, which plays back into our hand because the first half, their passing game was kind of giving us trouble. Second half, they're, they're up 21-3, so they're running it a lot more, which yeah. is our defense is much better at protecting the run than the pass. So. I, I mean, they didn't score in the second half. I think they only had like 70 yards of yards in the second half. So right, they it, Hardly through that I can remember of in the second half. Yeah, which I mean is a big reason why they didn't score. Well, their guy I think got hurt too. Their wide receiver I think I saw Douglas, that their main one of their main dudes got hurt. Um, but yeah, I mean that the defense did did well, um, especially as we talked about McAdoo. Um, so 
I'm not going to give up on the defense either, Braden. Like they they did well that game. They kept Arkansas in it. The Arkansas offense gave them a chance at least. Maybe the secondary has a shot to surprise some people these last few games because you moved Hudson from corner to safety. He's looked better there than he did at corner. We you do have in, to say Chavis got beat twice, right? And you two plays or not two plays in a row. Two oh. twice and three plays. Big pass down the right sideline. He got beat, and then I think they ran it the next play, and then the play after that it was the touchdown. And that's where you were. You just said it's going to be tough to leave him out there, expose the, you know. Yeah, this just the they're secondary. just not deep at secondary right now with all the injuries that have been going around. And I've seen Chavis be great on special teams, making tackles on kick. So I know he's he has a role. I just don't know right now if it's but. You have to put somebody else there, and you don't have five McAdoo's going around. So, yeah. eh. like I was saying with the secondary, you might have a shot to surprise a few people with the with the changes the coaching staff has made. You move Hudson from corner to safety. You add in Quincy McAdoo, who's looked who looked spectacular for his one game so mm-hmm. far. And then I think you still have Brini out there, who's a good player. And I think McLeatherin's made some of the biggest plays on defense out of this secondary. So I think that's four solid Kari players Johnson's right there. pretty good, too. And then, yeah, you kind of just have to mix in everyone else. Jaden Johnson is... He's Jaden's been, been hit or miss. Yeah. And then... Slusher was pretty good this game. Yeah, and then you have Slusher as well. I mean, so really safety's kind of been... Just, I mean, corners really where we're struggling. You have McLaughlin, but then you have Hudson's playing... Safety, Slusher's playing safety. I mean, so I guess you go, you run with your corners at McAdoo and McLaughlin and see how that goes. Right. right. That could be a pretty good one, too. And then you have Clark and Brini and, the, and Slusher at safeties. Yeah. I mean, I think Brini's kind of been a little bit of a hybrid, playing some nickel back and safety. I mean... He's a talented guy. He can play where, at any position mm-hmm. in the secondary. I mean, that, yeah. Then that that's what. Maybe he hasn't quite been that you know that just game changer that you might think he was going to be coming from Georgia. But I mean, he's as good as the secondary or as bad as the secondary has been. He's been pretty solid. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's certainly. I don't know. At least he's not one of the guys that I look up and it's like, oh, he got beat again. No, that no, was that's Hud- not been Brady. Hudson when he was playing corner, it was he. You look up, you see Hudson got beat again. Javis got beat again. It's just not been good deep coverage Jane from Johnson, the corners. Jane Johnson. Yeah, Johnson's been beat a few times. I mean. McLaughlin's been beat a couple times, but he, he's been, for the most part, he's been a lot better at least at keeping the coverage tighter. Yeah. I mean, sometimes he's... I don't think he's been Gotten beat. a few penalties because he's been too into their faces. Yeah. He keeps tight coverage for the most part, so he's usually not getting beat too bad. Yeah, but like you said, sometimes at least a couple PIs. And That's better than... The PI yeah. rules... Kind of stupid. Oh, I you just you underthrow yeah. a deep ball and it's a pi almost every time. The back to back pis versus BYU, Braden. <laughs> yeah. That he got. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, he's, a, he's an aggressive player, so that I mean that's been good for him and also hurt him as at times. I mean, he had the first three picks of the season. Yeah, yeah, no, he he's a good player. So the the defense, what I was trying to say, they were good in this game. Like they they made plays. I think Bumper's getting healthier too. You and I know Poo Paul is going to be a great linebacker, continue to be a great linebacker. Um, Drew Sanders, of course, we already know what he's capable of. Um, so I really it, last few games, I don't feel like I've said Drew Sanders' name as much. Yeah, they haven't done quite as much with Drew. I don't, I don't know, know if they've it, done as many blitzes with him. Yeah, I just don't know what it is. I mean, he's still, I think, first on the team in sacks. But I just don't feel like I've been saying his name as much as I did the first stretch of the season. Right. Uh, Chris Paul is, like you said, he's kind of, as the season's gone on, I feel like we say his name more and more. Yep. Well, that's like I was saying earlier, the front seven is not the problem. Jordan Dominique's having a great year. Yep. And then all the linebackers, for the most part. I mean, we talked earlier in the season about Bumper had some troubles making tackles earlier in the year. I haven't seen that so much lately. So, I mean, you can point to improvements you've seen throughout the year. The tackling, I don't think, has really been an issue lately as much as it was at the start of the year. Yeah. No, and that that I didn't. I don't think the Liberty game the issue was tackling, right? Yeah, I didn't think there was too many missed tackles in that game. I get, that wasn't I, the problem. I just I think it was offensive. You point back to the offense and... The slow it, offensive start. The secondary, at least for the second quarter, wasn't great. And it, yeah, and I'm saying, Braden, even in the fourth quarter at times, it still looked chaotic, and we had five or six fourth down plays, and Matt Landers had to almost fall down to his knees and be down short, one yard short of the first down, but he somehow stays up. Jane Hazelwood makes a spectac- spectacular grab. Uh, uh, Jane Hazelwood where... also goes around, spins around a dude, so he gets the first down on a fourth down. So. Mm-hmm. There, there, it, it wasn't clicking really, Braden, until that final drive. To me, um, once we made it twenty-one thirteen, and then that final drive, it was clicking then. But um, there was also that one play. I think it was Landers where he's getting tackled and lands on the defender, pops back up, runs for the first. Yeah, that's down. what I meant. Yeah, it, he, the game's gonna be over if he doesn't get that. So yeah, a little, yeah. a little bit of good fortune. <laughs> And then, yeah, Jaden Hazel. No, it was, uh, a, you said, did Bryce Stevens made an incredible grab? Bryce one? had a good a good snag. I'm pretty sure it was Bryce. Yeah. Right right at the first down, thought they were going to probably pull out the chains, but they didn't, gave it yep. to Arkansas. Yep. Yep. And then, yeah, Hazelwood did something similar. It, it was that, the, the plays in the fourth quarter to keep these drives alive to somehow maintain momentum. And, I have to say, if Arkansas sent it to overtime, what do you think, Braden? Do you think a third of Razorback Stadium was left? How many people by the end when we were going for two to, Once, to tie the game? Yeah, I felt like a lot left after like that interception. That's yeah. when I saw a ton of people hit the gates. Is that that second interception? It looked like the COVID numbers. Like everybody separated, it spaced out. It was um, looking afar, was... looking afar from the to the other side, not our side, through in the student section, but. Yeah. I don't know if it was yeah. quite that low, but... No, but it was just like... It was it, not yeah. something you want to see unless it's a blowout, but it was not a blowout. And I uh, think 
a lot of people maybe like they saw they saw the momentum that they gained at the end of the first half. They're like, okay, I'll see how the second half starts, and then you start off slow again, and that's when people were like, okay, I'm leaving. And probably, I mean, this is a loss, Brain. People are probably embarrassed. You were it's twenty one to five, and people are embarrassed. They're like, when is it going to happen? They they were probably just shocked. They didn't want. They were told by Sam Pittman that they, they the the days of Arkansas getting embarrassed, you know, are done. So, in to me, I've heard plenty of you know John Neighbor said it. Um, I don't remember somebody else said it, but it's like okay, Sam Pittman, you get one of these, right? I think you can get you can get one really bad loss, maybe embarrassing, but if it happens again versus a Missouri State. Uh, then people start talking, right? And, and then Missouri State would have been ten times worse of a loss oh, yes. than this. But, but this is like this is a ranked team still. It just it's it feels like Arkansas. This isn't twenty nineteen Arkansas, Brady. This isn't twenty eighteen. This is Arkansas. This is an a talented team that should have won this game. Yeah, they should have won. That's that's the part where it's just like I think people are like, okay, if Liberty was. But the fact that we started down 21-0, it seems that something on the coaching end is not matching. Whether it was Kendall, you know, Kendall Bryles, play calls, uh, the O-line coach, I don't know what, what what it was, if it's even the coaches, the players not being ready, because the O-line is a close group, Braden. They're the closest group probably on the team. Why would they not play well? It's just, it's a weird, maybe they expected Malik to start, so they had different schemes. I don't know. I I, I can't tell you. I don't you. feel like you change the scheme up too much for Malik because they're both the dual threat That's what I'm saying. It just, it's not adding up what happened. Why? I think Liberty just had a lot more talent up front than maybe they we were did. Expecting. And they were ranked good defensively, but nobody believed because their best team they played was Wake Forest. And, you know, so it. it I just think they had, like I said, they're just more talented up front than what we were. I think we might have underestimated their D line because their D line had a. Was, Good. It wasn't just that like we played bad. Their D line was, I thought, really good. Yeah. So number, number eleven. I don't know his name, but number eleven was kind of a game record. They they were talented, and they and the final play they didn't let KJ get in. Supposedly, at least they made it close. We'll Kansas say he got in. We'll say it was right there. KJ should have gotten in easily, though. He, I don't know, I didn't reach out more. I, well, you don't want to fumble right there on the goal line. I mean, it's a two-point play. It doesn't. I mean, you have to get in. You have to get in, and so I, I was so frustrated at that. I was like, I was. That was another where you're you're looking down. You're just praying that the ump's gonna see something and say, I mean, they couldn't it's even, been overturned. They couldn't even confirm it. it was no, like they couldn't confirm stands. it. There wasn't a good enough camera angle in 2022. There's still not good enough camera angles, and it's just. I mean. Everyone in the stadium saw the pile on can that showed that it was pretty clear. I think it was more clear for us than it was the people on TV because the people on TV said, I don't think KJ got in. So, you know. I'd say the other angles, the pile on can was the last one we saw in the stadium. Yeah. The other angles were inconclusive, but the pile on can looked pretty conclusive to me that the tip of the ball, like two inches of the ball was over over the goal line. Nonetheless, it doesn't. And Arkansas loses, right? And KJ has a good effort at the end. I'll have to say that because for as bad as he was, you said it already, he had a heroic perform. 
at the end, I know his receivers helped him. He had that one run on the long, like, third down play, the last drive, maybe the second down. He ran for, like, 30 yards, and it was, you know, heroic, valiant. Um, you know, we scored, finds Trey Knox in the back of the end zone, right? Brayden, that was a pretty cool play. Um, yeah, Trey Knox had two touchdowns, right? Yes, he had the, both touchdowns. Yeah, good for Trey. And, yeah, we just come up short, and then the onside kick doesn't go, and... He only had two catches, yeah. both for touchdowns. Yeah. So, my takeaway, again, is, yeah, is the offense kind of looked in shambles. But, this is not the end. Arkansas still has so much to play for, Braden, right? We cannot, it's not... I mean, you have two... Ra- huge rivalry, three teams. rivals games, right? All I mean, these I was three, just yeah. looking at ranking. You have two top 15 teams in the next two weeks. Could be two top 10 teams if Ole Miss beats Bama. So, it, right. It, I don't see that happening with Bama already having two losses. I think Nick Saban's going to drop the anchor down in practice. Yeah. He's going to whip them boys into shape coming into the rest of this season. We'll see. I only say that because Lane Kiffin is, I think, a good coach, and he was under Saban at times, so he knows things, but... Well, Saban also has a terrific record against his former um, assistants. Right. I think Jimbo. Jimbo's the only one that's beat him. Yep. So, I I love that Arkansas still has a lot to play for. Now, we're looking tomorrow. I mean, you, you win these yeah. next two games, you're probably ranked again. You can still go to a Florida Bowl, Braden. As funny, as crazy that sounds, you win the three games. You, you're going to Florida. I mean, you're looking yeah. at... You win these... Yeah. You went out. I mean, that's two top fifteen, possibly two top ten wins, and you're probably borderline top twenty, maybe in like twenty one, twenty two. Yeah. Maybe you get up to nineteen, eighteen, finish out eight and four, same record as last season. Yeah. I mean, anything is possible. I, I just to me big ifs, big ifs. It is big, but to to for me to believe just, and we'll say LSU. They beat Bama last week. They they hadn't beat Bama at home. Joe Burrow beat them, but that was at Bama. I don't think LSU had won a home game versus Bama in a long time. It had been since, like, 2009, Braden. So that was huge for them. And um, so that makes their rank seventh. Jaden Daniels, their quarterback, is good. Brian Kelly is obviously – LSU thinks he's, you know, their, their coach is supposed to – LSU – Big th- turnaround. This is an emotional run, right? We have Dwight McLaughlin, former LSU player – they have Greg Brooks and Joe Fouché. I, you know, I think by the end of the game we'll see them. And we have Landon Jackson. And we have Landon Jackson. I'm, I'm Almost sure. Almost like a trade. On the field, those guys will be competitors. After the game, they'll probably be hugging, shaking hands. But during the game, like that is going to be a fight, Braden. Like that, yeah, it is going to be a battle. I, it's personal. This game. This is a rivalry for the boot. This is huge. Like Arkansas won this game last year, and. And you don't yeah. you don't want to give those guys that left the program you don't want to give them the benefit. No, Arkansas wants to win trophies, right? You this is people. You how do you get rid of the Liberty taste in your mouth, the bad taste? You win this game. You bring the boot home, second year in a row. This one at home. Last year yeah. was in Baton Rouge. Yeah, and I and I know every year. We play LSU. LSU's claim to have more talent, and that may be true, but rivalry games, it's different. Arkansas usually has less talent than most teams um, in the SEC. Like A&M, we did last year. We beat them. This year, we should have beat them, and they have 
technically they say they have better talent than us. Who knows really what what it is? But I just don't believe Brain that we're going to get blown out tomorrow. I know there's also we talked about Malik is probably going to start tomorrow. Still, that can be up in the air. But I think we have too good of an offense to just do three straight three and outs to do. You know, not score until the fourth quarter, score a touchdown until the fourth quarter. I don't think that's going to happen again. No, we need to get back to that offense that played BYU. I mean, you're not going to be playing a BYU on defense. So no, we it'll know. It'll be a little tougher. This but LSU, to... that Harold Perkins, that he's good. And we know Joe Fouché and Greg Brooks are good. Mm-hmm. They made some plays with Alabama's. They're going to have some pass. Brayden, the, the pass rushes, right, are probably going to be different than some pass rushes we've experienced all year. Remember how much KJ got pressured last year? Yeah, he was running for his life every play. Yeah, this year we were fortunate enough to be able to like control the line on both sides of the ball for the first part of the season. And then I think that's kind of where we've gotten into trouble is those teams where they're they're bringing the pressure on on at the line both sides of the ball. And so we'll see what LSU schemes are tomorrow. I expect them to be blitzing. And if it's Malik, we know he's fast enough. He can get out. If it's KJ, the same thing. Our receivers have to get open. I think maybe during Liberty, Braden, there was one play, though, versus Liberty. KJ missed Matt Landers. He was so wide open. He was screaming for the ball. Then when KJ threw it incomplete, Landers just stood there shocked that KJ didn't see him. Yeah, um, KJ didn't yeah. even look to that side of the field that play. Yeah. Do you not you remember that play? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, but I don't think our receivers were totally open that entire game. I don't think um, it was but, what I said the second most completed passes we've had this year, twenty three. Yeah, I think just the first half it wasn't. I don't know. I don't know. I'd have to rewatch it again. And well, I mean, yeah, there was a lot of off target throws in the first half, and a lot of. No gain to negative gain runs, so. so we just never got anything going in the first half until the very end, and it was just a little bit late. So you think though, when we look at LSU, we're gonna need big plays, right, to win. You're gonna have to. You're gonna need a good offense that whole game. You have to hold your own at the line, and you're gonna have to get open. I mean, the Lions really got to play a good game. That's, I mean, when you're a rushing team, you, you, the line has to play the good every game. The line has to be the LSU line. It has to be better. They have to win that battle. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, when you, you're going to have to be in a, probably an offensive shootout in this game. The way, I mean. You don't think it's going to be like last year, right? The 17-13. No, I don't think it's going to be that good. Or that I mean, that low scoring. I think it's going to be 30s probably. I mean, hopefully Arkansas gets in the 30s. If they bring the offense that played BYU and Auburn, they'll get there. LSU's probably going to get into the 30s just because of the secondary, unless, like I said, they have that game where they surprise everybody and play just a fantastic game. I don't know. If they can fit those puzzle pieces into the right order, maybe they can do a good job shutting down the passing offense, but... From what we've seen this season, LSU's probably going to get into the 30s just because we of the secondary. We know Jaden Daniel's such a good runner. 
and what has killed Arkansas is quarterbacks, you know, getting outside the pocket, right, and running it, so. Because mm -hmm, also lately we've dropped more guys into coverage and had less pressure up front be to counteract the fact that we haven't been the best at coverage. It can't be like it was for Miro in Alabama. That dude, it cannot, we can't have third and 15s and Jaden Daniels is getting 50 yeah. yards, right? That just can't happen. No, I mean, that can't happen any game. <laughs> that You can't let that happen any yeah. game, even if you're playing Bama. That, yeah, that should not have happened. So I'm, I'm really intrigued for the matchup. How do they respond, Braden? How does the leaders on the team, how have they been working this, this week of practice? How it's a rivalry game, right? They should they should start better. They should not start twenty one zero unless Rocket fumbles it, Malik threw a pick six, whatever. It should not unless there's self enforced wounds, right? Should not be a twenty one zero start deficit. Right. You gotta, so you got to start the game good, get the crowd into it. Eleven a.m. and a cold weather game, so yeah, you you got to get the crowd into it because the crowd. Isn't going to be probably in their best, most hyped mood coming into this no. game. No, I mean, if they win, if Arkansas wins, the Ole Miss game will be so hyped up, which I hope, because they finally gave us a night game. This game should be a night game, Braden, first of all. To say we got 11 a.m., I mean, that can be another, we could all do another podcast about how Arkansas gets screwed scheduling, but yeah. Yeah, the SEC still gives Arkansas no respect. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm really intrigued, Braden. This could be the most fun matchup, my most like one I'm excited for because or it could be yeah. the worst game of the year with LSU having the momentum be. coming off the Bama win. They have to win this. I mean, they can go to the SEC or championship, Braden. Right? They have yeah. to win this game to go. It's time to break yeah. their season. Yeah, exactly. Because if if we win, Ole Miss is in the driver's seat if they win tomorrow. So yeah. and then we would play Ole Miss the next week. So. It, you could write two seasons in one. Right. So I'm not going to say Arkansas is going to lose 42-21 to 21 tomorrow. I think it's going to be a close game. I think Arkansas will have a chance to win. I Malik gets his chance, Braden, right? I don't misstate technically he got his chance, but the team defense didn't play well. It was just there was no energy. I think Malik's going to get a shot tomorrow. We'll truly see how good he is. Malik is going to need the best game of his Arkansas career. Right. I mean, he he showed flashes in that in that Miss State game. He has a lot of talent, a lot of potential. Yeah. So I mean, that's kind of the deal with Arkansas this year: a lot of talent, a lot of potential, but just it hasn't all clicked this year. Yeah. Yeah. Like I mean, like we talked about this. I've at least talked about the secondary a lot in the last few minutes. I still see a lot of talent out there, but it just hasn't worked out right and then a lot of talent in that front seven I mean they've been good especially the last few games I think they got I they, they have to have their best game tomorrow to and then we've yeah we talked about it on other episodes where they have more weapons than they have in a while on offense we have three really really good running backs that you can use with um, Rocket AJ and Dominion, and then you have a good receiving core led by Landers and Hazelwood. And Trey Knox has had his moments where he's had shown a lot of potential at tight end this year. Mm -hmm. No, th th there's there's weapons. There, 
there are certainly weapons. And there's weapons on the defense that are playmakers. Like Maybe Quincy yeah. McAdoo will have another Maybe Qu- yeah. game-changing performance. Arkansas has to win a turnover batter. Maybe we'll have our first pick six of the year, right, Braden? Our first scoop yeah. and score of the year, right? We haven't had a touchdown off a, a defensive play this year, have we? Not that I can think of. Yeah, which those are the most fun. We almost sort of. got one on that blocked point, but it went out the back of the end zone. Yes, yes, and Bumpers almost returned a few onside kicks, but um, yeah. So, can the defense do that? Can we win the turnover battle? That I think they need to win the turnover battle tomorrow. Malik, you don't have to force everything, you know, down the field, because if he starts forcing it. LSU's, you know, backs or cornerbacks are probably good enough where they can make interceptions. So LSU's yeah. known for port putting defensive backs in the NFL. So yeah. you don't want to test them too much. Or maybe they're just not as good as they're cracked up to be and you can test them all game long. I hope so. I hope Arkansas whips LSU tomorrow, but I don't think that's going to be... Uh, I always hope for that. But. It's personal for you, Brayden. This is your least favorite team. Uh, it should be for everyone. Yeah. Yep. A lot a lot on the line tomorrow. You have I think you probably have to win these next two games to get back in the rankings. You do, and you need to win one of these next two I think for people to have faith. Faith in the program. So or, I mean if you want to go to a good bowl game you do have to win at least one, if not both. We of don't want to be games. six and six playing in the Iron Forces bowl, do we? No. None of the six and six bowls. Yeah. But, I mean, you can usually just throw out the record books when you come to rivalry games. So That's right. That's what they always anything say. Anything can happen. I think LSU will be ready, though. I don't think they're going to have a hangover game. I think, even though they played Bama, but we can, they're still susceptible in ways. They're still banged up, probably. I did see that, like, this is one of the most bet on games of the weekend, including yeah. the NFL. Yep, more than some NFL games, right? More than, I think it was people bet on LSU to cover, more than 22 NFL teams were bet on this this yep. week, which is a little crazy. I mean, I can see why they just beat Alabama. We just lost to Liberty, and they're only three-and-a-half-point favorites at this point. I, mean, I can see why everyone thinks they're going to dominate or blow us out, but I don't think that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I think, I think it ends up in the 30s. I think both teams end up in the 30s. So it'll be probably three to five point difference, I'd say, at the end of it. Mm-hmm. A touchdown difference max. I think both teams end up in the 30s somewhere. Mm-hmm. All right, is that see. Yeah. all we have for these past that's two games that's all we got. next game coming up? That's a wrap, but let's, let's hope for a dub, Braden. So you and I can have our hypest podcast, maybe ever, for the next one. So. Yep. This has been Raise the Roof, an Arkansas podcast. Thanks for listening.